Good evening, BC family. It's your host, Don Shavates, and I'm back with another podcast episode. Today's podcast episode for Mana Monday is going to be, it's time to eat. And we are going to be focusing on what is it that you are feeding yourself in this time. Now, I know that we have been on a series, um, I'm going to call it a self-discovery series, And um, it's just really cool because I remember the first episode that we ever did here was a self-discovery series. And we just had our one-year birthday. Glory to God. Yay. And uh, what a better way to usher in this new year for us um, as a family than to go more in-depth of the uh, self-love, self-discovery series. Self-love, self-discovery, whatever you want to call it, right? So... Um, Today, we are going to tackle the pessimist, right? And the pessimist is a person who tends to see the worst aspect of things or believe that the worst will happen. So it's a question of how are you viewing things? Are you looking at things as half empty or half full? What are the things that you are feeding yourself, right? So it's time to eat, VC family. So before we jump into the word, you know, we always, always have to pray. I am so excited, you guys. Like, I am so excited. And I know that dinner is running a little late today, right? But this is God's channel, and he does what he wants to do, how he wants to do it. And if he has not yet processed something through me, I'm not going to come feed you all uncooked food, right? Because I'm a cook and I love to cook. Those of you who know me personally know I throw down in the kitchen. Do you hear me? So I'm not just going to bring and prepare you a plate on the table that's not thoroughly cooked. So, yes, we are having dinner late tonight. Um, This is a three-course meal, so I pray that you got time today, right? So let's jump into prayer. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for yesterday. We thank, we thank you for our forevermore, however long that is here with you, Father God. We call down a Holy Ghost fire on today. Uh, we call down each and every angel that you have assigned to the BC Kings and the BC Beauties on today, Father God, and myself, Father God, and that you would just allow them to set the atmosphere for this word on today for dinner on today um i believe this is one of those dinners where it's it's a bad and bougie dinner father it is <laughs> it's a bad and bougie dinner and i pray that you just send them in clothed in their right mind send us in clothed in the right heart posture ready to receive ready to eat i know that um these last couple of days i did feel as though i was running on empty and i know i'm not the only one who may have felt that way so on today god we come with an expectancy to leave full and happy even with a to-go box father god so in the mighty name of jesus I ask that I, Don Shea Bates, decrease and that you would increase on today and that you you would just have full reign, full authority over what is getting ready to take place here on today um, over this breakthrough that you are using me to serve up on today. In Jesus' name, I come against any distractions, any witches, any warlocks, any monitoring spirits that may be around uh, to take a look in on some things other other than getting their breakthrough, Father God. Um, I pray that you would change their hearts, Father God, and that you would touch them to know, you know, this family, we welcome all. Everyone is welcome, but you're going to come to the dinner table and you're going to act accordingly or you're going to have to get up and leave, right? Because you can't just go in a restaurant and do what you want to do. That's not how this works. And over here at BC, we are five star. We are top tier. So in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and everything that is getting ready to take place. And I praise you in advance for our breakthroughs, our new beginnings, Father God, our confident and humble new beginnings. In Jesus' name that I pray, amen. All right, BC family. Okay, sorry, so I had to get some drink because this is real, this is real, right? So look, y'all, I'm literally... I've been I've been busy, okay? God has been ushering in some new things for us, so I'm so excited, and I've been working really hard because I love you all, and I want to see myself and you all and everybody else attached to us winning, and 
you know, it's just been it's I just been a little tired. Can we chill before we just jump right in? I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna chill with y'all for a minute. Like it's been a it's been a journey, like we have really been on a great roller coaster ride. Like this is not the drop zone where you just drop and you feel like you drop into your death. I don't like that ride. That's not for me. I wouldn't put y'all on there. And that's just not what we're doing. <laughs> this roller coaster, this is like at King's Island, the Diamondback. You know, this is the Charlie Brown ride at uh, Six Flags. This is the ride that you come to ride when you're walking with Christ, right? So it's just so beautiful to see our push, you guys, and to see this birthday. Like, this is a big deal. It is so sad because I was so busy and I almost forgot to celebrate. I had to really hurry up and make a post. And, I, and if it wasn't for my spiritual sister putting up her posts, I, I, it almost blew my mind. So it's just amazing how when one person in the kingdom is in line, it helps everybody else stay in line. So glory to God for that. Um, but let's jump into the word. So I'm going to back up uh, just a little bit because I know we did pray and I want everybody to just grab your books, grab your notepads, grab your phone in the notes section, whatever you have to do, because there are going to be some things that you might want to take note of, because God literally had to work this out in me on today. So this is fresh, hot off the stove. I'm telling y'all, so good. So let's jump back in. A pessimist, a person who tends to see the worst aspect of things or believes that the worst will happen. So it's a question of how are we viewing things? Are we looking at things half empty or half full? What are you feeding yourself in this time? Okay, so we are going to be in the book of Job. And I know, oh, we already been here, Sister Shay. We we started here in our Job season. Okay, well, this boat has made a turn and we need to look back and we need to make sure that we are grabbing all our brothers and sisters to make sure that they are on the boat. Because some people, you know, they kind of had one foot in and one foot out in certain areas. And that's okay. And that's why we are here to uplift each other and not to tear each other down. So, can we swing, uh, spin the block? <laughs> Can we go back and pick up some people? Is that okay? All right. So um, from the book of Job, we are going to go back and read chapter 30. Yes, chapter 30. And um, it's going to be 16 through 31. So I'm going to kind of jump around because we don't have much time, but we have some time. Okay. So um, this is the story of Job when he was just going through his trial. And this is the point where he was um, heart sick. Like his heart was just broken. You know, he had experienced these things. Job was a man of mighty valor. He was just an honest man. For those of you who don't know, um, because I know that we do have a lot of fresh babes in Christ on here, and I want to make sure that we are not being so advanced that we are not reaching people who are just starting out, right? So um, for those of you who don't know, Job is just this faithful man of God, and he had received some plagues over his body and sores and just all these different things. And as he was in his wilderness season, he, he lost things and children and everything was just stripped of him. And it was just, it was just a catastrophe, right? So, um, at this point in Job's walk, he still hadn't given up, you know, even though he was just broken down and it was just like, God, where are you? And this point, he was at the point that his heart was just sick, right? So I want to jump in and I'm going to read, um, I'm kind of going to speed through it and then we'll just go back in and we'll point out exactly the things that we're going to focus on today. So chapter 30, verse 16, and it reads, I am sick at heart. Pain has taken its toll. Night chews on my bones, causing endless torment. And God has struck, has shrunk my skin, choking me to death. I have been thrown in the dirt and now am dirt myself. I beg God for help, 
but there is no answer. And when I stand up, he simply stares. God has turned brutal, staring up a windstorm to toss me about. Soon he will send me home to the world of the dead where we all must go. Um, Verse 24, no one refuses help to others when disaster strikes. I mourned for the poor and those who suffered. But when I beg for relief and light, all I receive are disaster and darkness. My stomach is tied in knots. Pain is my daily companion. Suffering has scorched my skin, and in the city council, I stand and cry out, making mournful sounds like jackals and owls. My skin is so parched that it peels right off, and my bones are burning. My only songs are sorrow and sadness. Wow. That was Job's plea, his cry out. Like, if that is not a verbal representation of heart sick, that was a powerful message. Like, wow. Whew. So, let's get in. Let's do a little bit of review. I want to walk through this thing. Um. So, in Job's case, pain had taken its toll. He said, night is chewing on his bones. The dark things that he experienced, right? So, night is chewing on his bones. He's saying pain has taken over. Some of us have been in positions and situations and some may still be there. Where pain has just taken a toll on your life. You've just been through so much. So much. And he said, night is chewing on my bones. When you think night, you think of last night. You think of things of darkness, things that may be in your past. These things have taken a toll on Job. What he has gone through has taken a toll. He was in a dark place in his life, and his heart was just sick, just done, right? So, the things, I'm sorry, let me back up. The dark things that he experienced, right? So, because of these things, what are these dark things that he experienced? The things, the ways that he once knew life to be. These are the darknesses that have come over him and have caused him to be sick. So he is now experiencing this endless torment is what the word said. Like he, it's just, it's just ongoing. It's like, it's never ending. One thing get fixed. The next thing happen. You fix this on your car. The next thing break down. You get rid of this person who's been jealous and was has been a snake in your garden. Next thing you know, somebody else done turned into a snake because they can't handle your next level. These are the endless torments that he is experiencing that others may be experiencing, right? So in verse 19, it, it said that he had been thrown in the dirt so much that he had became it. This is Job's cry out. Right? I can remember a point when I was in my job season and people were just talking so down on me, you know, and, oh, she she says she's following God and she's lacking this and going without that and uh, treating herself like this and carrying herself that way. And she never going to be this and never do that and all these many things. And even you coming up against yourself with this pessimistic mindset of thinking the worst thoughts, you know, oh, I said that I would never do these things and now I'm doing them. You know, I'm just this and I'm just that. Just literally beating yourself up, aiding the devil and knocking you down. 
Because that's exactly what you're doing when you think in a pessimistic mindset, right? He had been through, he had had so much dirt thrown on him that he had literally became everything that the world was said that he would be mentally. Like he just began to believe those things. And he's like, no, you know, it's just a state of torment. When something's tormenting you, it's like you're going to and fro in your own mind. Like, no, I don't believe that. I do believe that. Okay, no, I, well, maybe I am that. Hold on, let me back up. And it's like you're literally in a fight up against yourself. That's where Job was, right? So in verse 20, um, Job was begging God for help. <clears throat> Excuse me. God for help, right? But there was no answer. That's what Job said. He said, there was no answer. Here it is in verse 20. It says, I beg God for help, but there is no answer. And when I stand up, he simply stares. So Job was like, I'm fighting. I'm calling on God. God, I need you. God, I'm going through this. God, don't you see this? God, I don't know how to break this mindset up off of me. God, God, God. And when he stops calling and he, and he builds up enough strength to stand up on his own two feet, he's expressing, he said that when he stood up, he simply stares. He felt that God had turned his back on him. He felt like God had switched up on him. Because he's crying out and God is not found, even when he did get up. He, he, it's just, it, that is just, this is just mind blowing. I'm sorry, y'all. This is such a meal to digest. This is not a word that you could just throw down somebody's neck. This is not a meal that you're just going to eat. This meal this is the meat and potatoes. This is the Thanksgiving. Do you hear me? Can we stop for a moment of gratitude? Father God, we thank you for each and every trial that we have experienced on this walk with you. I'm talking trials from past tense, childhood traumas, things that have caused our mindsets and views to be tainted on today because we know, Father God, that it had to happen to make us who we are today. The disrespect had to happen so that we know not to disrespect others. The abandonment had to take place so that we know that we have to be consistent in people's lives around us. Right. So, Father God, we thank you for our Job season. We thank you for the times that we were there for others. And we felt in return that, that we, we didn't receive that same being there-ness back. Because it taught us boundaries, Father God. Thank you. So back to the word. So he's explaining his pain to the point of saying God has turned on him and is trying to kill him. This is this is what he said. This is the word. So Job is overwhelmed and just fed up. He done helped all these people been there in their time of need. But when he's when he's begging for the light and for relief, all he seems to get is disaster on the daily. These are the words of Job. Right? So I want to go back into the word and I want to read twenty-five, verse twenty-five. I mourned for the poor and those who suffered. 
But when I beg for relief and light, all I receive are disaster and darkness. My stomach is tied in knots. Pain is my daily companion. That, that, I've been there. I have been there. You have been there. You may still be there. And I want you to know if I can encourage you in that way, in that area, I want you to know that it was not in vain. You have may have been their destiny helper. Anything that we do, BC family, with pure heart intentions, that is sowing a seed. You have planted a seed, right? And just like in a garden, you come back and you water that thing. And maybe it's not you who's watering that thing. Maybe you have other gardeners that come and, you know, aid in your garden when you're working, when you're doing these different things. There's other people who are connected to that blessing, to that plant that you're watering, to that seed that you have planted. And you have got to know that you have done all that you can do. You have got to know that even when you feel like you're alone, when you're calling out for help, after you've done so much for others, that God is working on it. That God sees, he's all seeing, he's all knowing. That your stomach does not have to be tied in knots. Even though you're experiencing those daily It's like it's your companion, like Job said, those daily sufferings. He said, suffering has scorched my skin, and in the city council, I stand and cry out, making mournful sounds like jackals and owls. That's deep. Like Brother Job, he relates to your pain. He understands. We understand. It's not easy, and you cannot rush rush the processing, and you cannot let others rush your processing. This is a walk. It takes time to heal from pains such as this. This brother, Brother Job, was literally, it said, in the city council, I stand and cry out, What is the city council? How can we relate that to today? The city council on today, in front of your friends, in the work environment, in front of your family, social media, wherever your council is, right? It said that he was in the city council and he stand and cry out, making mournful sounds like jackals and owls. He didn't even have words to say anymore. Jackals and owls, I ain't never heard an owl that talk. Little owls do, they hoot, right? Brother Job, he didn't even have the words to say. He he like, oh, Lord, oh. Mm. You know, these are the gestures. As we see it in today's time, the huffing of the breath, the, the sigh, the, the heaviness, that heaviness. These are the things that Brother Job was feeling on the daily. He said it became, he felt this way so much that it became his daily companion. He he knew no other mindset but the pessimist mindset, thinking And seeing the worst aspect, because that's all that it has ever been. It's not easy to change your mindset overnight just because someone comes in and is a joyful person to you. Just because someone 
says all these promises and things like that, it's not easy. And for I'm speaking right now to our mature BC members who have been here since we started. When you are dealing with these babes, when you are dealing with these new members and new people that you're meeting, we have to be tender and gentle. All they know are some of these things. All they know is rejection. All they know is hurt. Right? And it's not easy all the time to have that clear mindset because they're guarded. So it's up to us, BC family, to create that place of grace, create that place of peace, create that place of reassurance. Not a dictatorship, not a manipulation, uh, a place of manipulation to get the outcome that we want to get. Right? Because just like Brother Job expressed, he said that his his skin was scorched. It's dry. He He's tired. He is wore out. And even when he don't stood, till he couldn't stand no more, he still was standing. And all he had was moans and groans to express himself. Glory to God. So I'm here to speak to whoever it may be in that Job season at this time. You will and you are going to come up and out of that pessimist mindset, that the way, the nature of a pessimist. You will see the light. God has not forgotten about you. God has not turned brutal. God has not sent a windstorm upon you to send you off to death. He's not wanting to harm you. Things are getting uncomfortable and things are seeming different and new because there has been a shift You have learned some new things that you may or may not have known before. Things are feeling a little different because this is a fresh love. This is a fresh friendship. This is a fresh whatever that God has sent into your life. And these things that he is giving you, it's like you're a baby and you're just now getting a bottle. Because you're no longer being fed straight from the breast, right? And this is a real channel. Yes, I said breast. We speak real here, okay? Stop with the religious stuff. I don't know who that's for, but you've been coming here and you've been looking at me with judging eyes. And God is not pleased with that. And he sees you. And he's using me right now to tell you that he sees you. And that if you don't back up, he's going to back you up. So I don't know who that was for, but check your heart posture. Now, anyways, back to this breakthrough. God, it's he's doing a new thing and it feels heavy. Because you're used to your, your mother supporting her breast to feed you. So when God is mothering you and fathering you, You don't feel the weight of that thing. You're just getting the nutrients and you're getting whatever is being fed to you. And now this is a time that's requiring you to grow and hold your own bottle. And it feels heavy. You're a little nervous. You're worried about spilling it all over you. Right? But I'm here to tell you, your bottle has a lid on it and it's screwed on tight. And if you feel a little a little rain, it's just the drip from the tip, right? Glory to God. And I come against any perversion spirits in the name of Jesus. Any spirits of lust in the name of Jesus. 
you have got to know that you got to trust God first and trust yourself. You got this. Your arms will become stronger. You'll be able to hold that thing on your own soon. Right now, there might be a little pillow propped up under under your bottle as you feed. Don't get discouraged when you see people sitting next to you and, you know, they drinking out of champagne glasses and vases and all this, you know, all whatever they drinking out of glass water bottles. Because they had to go through those things that you are experiencing. And that is why it's important not to get jealous of others because you have to know that as you make your way to the table, your your plate is already set. And you have your cup there too and nobody can come take your meal. People have different allergies. It's so funny. Me and my friends, you know, uh, we were getting to know each other. Uh, I got some fairly new friends, glory to God, and... We have been getting to know each other. And it's just a beautiful thing. It's kind of funny because uh, we were talking about things that we're allergic to. And some some people have different allergies and some people have different taste buds. And some things we're like, uh-uh, you know, I don't eat that. You know, I don't, I don't like that. Or, no, I can't have this. And it's I, I look at it differently. It's kind of funny because it's just, it's just so beautiful how different people are. And it gives you the... Uh, it gives you the comfort in knowing, like, hey, what's for me is for me. Like, they don't even like this type of thing. You know, they don't they don't even have a desire for that. So you can be for certain that when you're surrounded by the right people, when you're in the right place, when you're at the right table that God has prepared for you, that nothing or no one is going to come and eat off your plate because they don't have the same desires as you. They don't, their taste buds don't even, your food don't hit the same as what God has for them, right? So there's no rush to come and eat. Like there's no need to come and push your way to the table and knocking others down to get to your seat because what is for you is for you. And you can take that time and digest it. Even just like when you go to a family outing, sometimes people got to leave before others do. Sometimes people come and show up earlier. So it looked like they finished faster when really it might have been the same amount of speed. They just got there a little sooner, you know, so we can't get caught up in the way that things look. And this is why, once again, it is important that we overcome that pessimist mindset because when we're looking at the worst case scenario, it could seem as though, oh, this person, they want what I got or they want what's for me or this person, they do it better than me, you know, but they may have went through that phase of life before you did. So it, it they had time to process that part of their life before you did and that may be why they're in your life to help you in that area so you don't want to deprive yourself of a destiny helper or of a certain thing in this season because the spirit of jealousy comes up on you or that abandonment fear of abandonment comes like hey they're almost done eating I gotta hurry up I gotta hurry up finish because I don't want to be left at the table alone. You don't have to rush. This is a walk. We're at dinner. You're not at a fast food joint. We don't we don't do the McDonald's no more. We done with that. Right? We doing big things. We here for steak. And we have a preference. No onions. Right? You have a voice now. And God hears you. So I want to jump back in. I don't want to get too far from the word, but I just wanted to encourage somebody on today. Glory to God. Okay. Let me see. I'm back up here. Okay. So Job, he was running on empty and he felt like he was at the end of the road. Fast forward. Okay, so Job, 
has no more songs. Is what the word said. Uh, verse 31. My only songs are sorrow and sadness. So he had no more praises to give. All he was seeing was dark around him. All he was experiencing was pain and sorrow. He was all out of hope. He had no more songs to sing. Just the groans. The groaning pains. That's what they are. The groans of the past. That's what they are. Like, I can't. I can't even make this stuff up, you guys. It's just, that's how tender this word is. And I'm not going to allow the enemy to rush me through this word. We having dinner. We are, we are chilling. And we just, we just having a discussion. We just talking, Right? This is that moment where you're with your best friend and you're at the table and it's like, girl, where you at in life right now? Bro, what you been up to? You know, this is this is that. In verse 28, it was saying, you know, suffering has scorched my skin and in the city council I stand and cry out making mournful sounds. His stomach was in knots. You feel done. Your stomach has been in knots in regards to the situation. You've been acting out of character and you just don't even want to be like that no more. You're like, who is this? This is the person that people said I would be. I don't want to be that. I can't take that with me. You so you seeing some things that you want to obtain. You seeing some places that you want to go. And then it's just like, these word curses that have been spoken over your life, behaviors and different lustful-like desires that may have been with you all your life, you just don't even want to do that anymore. You've met new people. God has placed new friends around you. You've met a good guy. You've met a good girl. And it's like, I can't even do this person like that. Like, I don't even want to be that. And you see that you're pushing yourself away from people because you may have a fear of hurting them because you don't understand why you do the things that you do. But I'm here to tell you that's where the problem comes in. With the isolation, sometimes you being around the very things and people that you are running from, it's what's going to bring that breakthrough. Glory to God. Facing that thing head on. Right? Job said that God had turned brutal and, uh, oh, wait, let me back up. Job had said that he was begging God for help, but there was no, there was no answer and that when he stood up, that God had simply stared and that God had turned br- brutal and had sent this windstorm upon him to toss him about. But this is the thing I'm here to tell you. That windstorm that you're feeling as you're trying to make your way to the boat. Th- that windstorm that you're feeling. That turbulence. It's in the turbulence. It's where you're going to find that breakthrough. That deliverance from that thing. Maybe it's somebody calling out certain things that you do. It don't feel good. Don't nobody want wind knocking up against their face, blowing their hat off, knocking the Versace glasses to the side. Don't nobody. We're trying to look cute. We're trying to get to the boat. The yacht is waiting, right? The BC cruise ship is, is turn has turned, and you're trying to hurry up and get to the other end of the deck so that you can get on. Sometimes you just got to get your way there and let God clean you up when you get there. Because if you're trying to look cute and make your way there, it's just, it's not, it's sometimes it's just not feasible. You just can't. That's just not how it goes. 
So the windstorm that, that you're feeling, the windstorm that Job was feeling was not to toss him about. It, it was not God being brutal to him. It wasn't God trying to kill him. I mean, because that's basically what Job was feeling, that the God was trying to take him out. It was, it was just so much on him. God not answering him right away was not God trying to press the feeling of abandonment on him more. It was God's way of growing him. Because just like a child, if you don't answer them right away when they cry, it, it requires them to figure it out. It requires them to use their mind and come up with a way to do something about the situation. It leaves the opportunity for God to send you friends and family and spouses and all these different things to come in and be able to be a blessing to you and minister to you. Glory to God. So when you're feeling that God is not answering you or that God is refusing to help you when disaster strikes, he's not. He's not refusing you. He's not forgotten about you. He has not forgotten. He's processing you. And a lot of times, you know, we don't like to be processed. And I can say when I was in my job season, oh man, I had to keep starting over everywhere. Like I would leave, like I said, I would leave a job and go somewhere else. It's going to be the same thing. Until you get processed in that specific area, you're going to continue to look at that situation Regardless of who God sends it to happen through, you're going to continue to look at that situation for what it is. And that's what's going to taint your image on your your view on yourself. That's what can cause self-esteem issues. Because then you'll begin to think, well, is it me? When it's not. It's a way that you're operating in. It's that spirit that you're operating in. It's that Jezebel spirit. It's that Delilah spirit. Right? That Goliath spirit, think of that because you're bigger than somebody that they're supposed to back down. Thinking because you parade around a certain way, dressed to the T, swagged out, brother being looking good, sister looking good, that that's going to obtain where it is that you're, what it is that you're trying to get, take you where you where you're trying to get. I'm here to tell you, it does, it's not It's not going to work. It doesn't work. I've been there. I've done that. It does not work. And if you get there, it ain't going to last because it's built on the wrong thing. That's why it's important to check your stance in this fight. Foundation is important. And if it's not built on the, the right things, Sometimes you got to knock some things down and rebuild again. And that is why forgiveness is important. Grace is important. It's not easy, but it's important. I would hold, I guess you'd call it a grudge. Yeah, I would hold grudge on people. I say, oh, I forgive them. I just don't want to deal with them. I would hold that for so long. And every relationship is not something that you should rekindle. I will say that. But some things, you know, it could be simply a misunderstanding. It could be you had to be processed. They had to be processed. And then God brings that thing back together. Whatever it is. Or it could be a learning experience for you. Next time that God blesses me with this, I'm going to use it to be a blessing. But there's going to be boundaries around it. If I don't see these things happening, if I'm not seeing the fruits of the harvest, if I'm not seeing the seeds taking root, I'm done here. Sometimes you have got to dust your feet off and carry on. Sometimes it's not for you to raise the whole plant. Sometimes you're talking too much. Sometimes you've you've said all you can say and now it's they've lost respect for you. Because you're just sitting there and they know every time if I want a cheerleader, I'm going to go over there, get pumped up, and then I'll be cool and then I'll come back and do it again and again and again. No. 
And knowing that is going to have to require you to know your worth. Like, that's a really big thing. I don't hold myself on a pedestal. I don't think I'm better than anybody. But I know also that I don't connect myself to just anybody. Because I know my value. I know what God has placed on the inside of me. And I know that the calling that is on my life for boldly confess, I know when it comes to being a good steward, that I have to be careful about who's connected to me, who I'm opening up certain social medias to, who, everything. Because all it takes is one snake to get in the garden, BC family. And if God has me steering the cruise ship because he's at the top and he overseeing it all and he telling me to go right, but I'm listening to friends and family and serving man. Well, they want me to go do this and do that. And we should do that. No. If God said this person need to sit the bench in this season of your life, you have got to listen. If God is saying they can be your Facebook friend, but they don't need to be on your Instagram. You need to listen. It's not up for you to know why. There's boundaries. Not everyone deserves access to every point of your life. This is why you're experiencing so many attacks. Job said, but when I beg for relief and light, all I receive is disaster and darkness. How is your discernment? What type of lights are you looking for? Are you looking for the LED lights that change and switch up and it's a party, it's a party? Or are you looking for the light? Because the only light that I'm looking to follow is that light at the top of the cruise ship that we own, which is God, Jesus. Glory to God. Which is the son of God. That's the light. I'm looking for the greater is he that is in thee. When I'm meeting friends, when I'm meeting people, that's how I choose my circle. You can't just let everybody on the boat. Prime example, when Jonah was running from his calling, he jumped on the boat. And um, glory to God, he, he jumped on the ship and the people began to have to, they started throwing off their luggage and precious cargo, right? They were losing things, whether in today's time, if we're losing our mindsets, you know, our positive mindsets, if we're losing peace, if we're losing that joy, if we're losing clarity with the Lord, if we're losing time in our prayer closet, if we're losing um that trait about us that has us to be truthful with ourselves. If we're losing just whatever it is that you may be losing, they were throwing off their cargo because the boat began to go out and they didn't understand, you know, this, this thing is just rocking and it's, it's getting hectic. Right. And it wasn't until brother man got on the boat that this started happening. Why? Because he's running from his calling. God had asked, Jesus had asked him to do something. He took off running like, nope, I'm getting on the boat. I'm about to go over here and jump on the boat and get on this, on this boat and I'm getting up out of here. I'm crossing the sea. And I've been there. I remember I was running from my calling. The Lord was telling me to do this and do that. And I need to be over here. And I'm looking over, over here at these other lights like, oh, man, these look good. This look fun. This is where the, this is where the party at. Over there, it don't look so hot. They look lame. They look boring. When really they was humble and they didn't have to show everything that they do in their life because they're not chasing clout. Right? That's one thing that really, just a sidebar, it just really clenches my spirit to know that people in today's time measure confidence with the expectation to see arrogance. Like there's a difference between confident and arrogant. 
You could be confident and cocky. But to be boastful? Why? For what? You should only be boasting in God. What God is doing. Because truth be told, you ain't done a thing. Because if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be where you are today. And when I say if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him sending his son, if it wasn't for us having this Bible to read and get this extra boost of confidence that we're needing to go forth, to do the things that we need to do, to keep pushing every day. If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't be where you are. So for you to walk around boastful, I this, I that, worshiping false gods, money, 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 this, that, that. When I say I didn't work for a year straight, God took such good care of me. I had more than I probably ever did. God took such great care of me in that time. I didn't want for nothing. Nothing. I had a place to lay my head. I ate. Even back when I experienced homelessness in my life, he he put me in a shelter place that wasn't filthy. It wasn't a dirty shelter. There was people there that was able to help me and aid me. There was coaches there who were able to help me understand and make sense of the things that I was feeling and thinking. These, those were the hope and the future that he placed along the path. I think I made a post on uh, Instagram earlier. Can't remember the exact words, but I said, sometimes living the dream is in the late nights and the early mornings. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And that's true. Because you got to, the dream, you live in the dream. You've seen it. This is the vision that you saw. You're, you're living it and you're walking it out. If you're looking for a destination, that's heaven. And that's where people get the misconception of, oh, I got to live every day like it's my last. I'm not saying don't have fun. My life is lit. I know y'all who follow me on social media are probably like, all she talk about is God. All she posted about is God. I love my God. And if he tell me to post something, that's what I'm going to post because I'm living for him. But I don't open up different levels of myself to everybody. It's called protection. I protect my peace. I protect my joy. Everybody don't need to see what you're doing. Everybody don't need to see what you're eating on social media. Everybody don't need to see where you're going and who you're hanging with. That's how you get snakes in there. Next thing you know, they're befriending the people that you're with. With ill motives. It's called protection. Now I want to carry on. I just want to give us some tools because we're running out of time here. And this is the dessert of it all, BC family. I want to leave you with some tools. So I hope that you write this down. So go on ahead. It's time for dessert. Go grab your lunch on plate so we can get this cake, right? I'm about to serve you this breakthrough. <laughs> so how can I overcome this pessimist lifestyle? Lord, I want to become optimistic, Father God. Um, provide me the second wind that I'm needing in this time. So I'm here to tell you that getting to the other side of this pessimistic way of life is going to require you the, these, these three things. Write this down. Number one, clear, precise communication between you and God, you and yourself about what God is saying in regards to your situation. So basically, a better prayer life. Clear, precise communication. Be real with yourself. Be real with God so that you can get what you need to get. God, I've been doing this. I've been cussing out people. Lord, I know I've been sleeping around. I've been doing these things that I shouldn't do. Father God, I be getting turned up and I come into church and I'm and I'm drunk in the back. People think I'm I'm normal, but I'm not. Father God, I've been getting high. When really, I, I just want to be lifted forever. Can you teach me how to get high off of you? Whatever it is that you're doing, everybody got something. A person might eat. That might be their way of getting high. It don't have to be a drug. And I'm here to say to somebody, stop pointing fingers. Because all sin is equal. You think you're better than somebody because you're not doing a certain thing? That don't make you better than nobody. Because you don't do this and don't do that. 
What you need to be doing every time that you think like that is thanking God for your deliverance. Because you ain't better than nobody. And I'm here to tell you. Glory to God. So check yourself for you wreck yourself. Um, number two, experience happiness a lot of time. So this is going to be, this is where a new commitment is coming for you in your life. This is going to require a pursuit of enjoyment. Finding the things, pursuing you. Pursuing what makes you happy. Commit to you right now. It's about you. This season is about you. You got to get to where you're going. You can't be worried about what your friends and family is saying. Sometimes you're not going to be able to pick up the phone call every time somebody calling you asking you to do something because God has you in this season. And if people are not respecting your seasons that you're in, you have to question where their love is coming from, where their motives are, where their heart posture is. So, sis, if you're tired, I don't know where this came from, but if you're tired of your old nail tech, now's the time to make a change. And brother, brother Job, if you if you if you used to cut your own hair, go to the barbershop. Treat yourself. Don't worry about that money. God is going to replace it because you have decided to walk with him. And he is going to supply your every need. Right? So the commitment to yourself and the things that make you happy. If you hang with certain friends and you get weird vibes, it's all right to back up. I ain't saying cut them off. They might just be having a day. That's where discernment comes in. And that's where your prayer life comes in. Okay, so prayer life, commitment to things that make you happy. Right? If you if you got a friend and they're not so good looking, they don't dress well, they kind of got a smell, but that's what make you smile. Be around that person. Be happy. You can't care what people say. You got to pick happiness over, over outlook of what it looks like to others. And last point, number three, cast down all negative thoughts. And take captive any negative, any negative seeds the enemy tries to um, throw in your garden. So when people saying little slick stuff, you got to catch it and, and, and rebuke that thing. Nope, God said that I'm going to be great, blessed, and prosperous. Nope, God said I'm the head and not the tail. I ain't broke. Nope, God said, uh, you know, we, 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 he won't see his children begging for bread. I don't, I don't got to beg for nothing. I just got to be patient and sit still and see the salvation of the Lord. Nope, I don't got to go get six jobs and do all this. Nope, God is working on it. Nope, I don't got to go over there and fight them because God said vengeance, the Lord said vengeance is his. Nope, I don't even got to respond to that. I seen the Facebook post. You was mad. You was in your feelings because I stood my ground and you 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 thought you was going to get a rise out of me and pull me out of character. No, I don't do that. I'm too classy. We're on, we're on a yacht, honey. Get on the boat or you can get lost. Like you have to. That's where your confidence is. Your confidence is in God. It's not about feeling yourself. It's about knowing where you are, right? So I love you, BC family, and we are going to get through this and over this. And anybody that is needing help, feel free to email me, boldlyconfess at gmail.com. We are just about done with the website. You'll be able to do the one-on-ones. Get on Amazon.com and get our book, The 31-Day Journal. It's interactive. You can write in there, and it's titled, God, Can You Hear Me? I'm here to tell you that he can. And you have to remember that God is always with us, and he's rooting for us. And you have a family now. You're not alone. And we love you. So until next time, BC family, stay great, stay blessed and feel, and prosperous. Okay, BC family, I want to give us two, uh, leave us with two encouraging scriptures before I go. It's going to be from the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 10, and it reads, Do you think I am trying to make people accept me? No. God is the one I am trying to please. Am I trying to please people? If I still wanted to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And this is just basically saying flat out. I'm not here to serve people. I'm here to serve Christ. Right? We're, we're now holding our, our bottles and we're feeding ourselves. Right? We're washing ourselves in the blood of God. And we cannot look to please the people that are around us and do what makes them happy. Because in this season, we are doing what makes us happy and what God has for us to do, right? And then I want to also leave you with uh, Galatians 2, chapter 20, and it reads, I have died 
but Christ lives in me, and I now live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave his life for me. So when people get the mocking you and say you're acting different and say you're acting funny, you just let them know what Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 verse 20 said and it said and I now live by faith that's what you tell them I live by faith now I'm not on the same things I don't want to go there no more it don't serve me the old me that you knew has died right so you're living by faith now and not by flesh so I just love you BC family and we got this you just got to know that you're in the right place at the right time because you are making the right choices to get right. And things feel a little different. It feels windy. Things feel different. People aren't acting different. You're seeing things in a new perspective, and that's okay. So until next time, BC family, I love you so much. I love you. I love you. Stay great, blessing field, and prosperous.